Good morning, Rushwood. Let's give it up for the youth one more time. Don't they look good standing up here? Man, it blesses my heart to see our youth singing for Jesus. Amen. They could be singing so many other songs these days, but they're singing Glorious Day. I came out of that grave. That's great, ain't it? 
All right, just a couple announcements. We want to make sure that you guys are up to speed on what's happening here at Rushwood. Uh, we want to make sure you understand what our election results were. Uh, we want to make sure uh, you're up to date on that. So uh, church board, uh, Julia Calicut, Adam Hurley, Jason Turner, Andy Walker, and Bernadine Wardlaw. For our trustee, we've got Chris Allman. Uh, church clerk was Jerry Swaney, which I don't think anybody runs against Jerry. They know better. Uh, treasurer, we've got Katrina Floyd. Uh, for our conference delegates, we've got Michelle Baker, Julia Calicut, Edgar Davis Jr., Danielle Harbert, Debbie Hardison, and Julie Tysinger. And for last but not least, the best positions that we voted for, the audit committee. We've got Annette Krotz and Denise Davis. Let's give them a hand and uh, we seriously pray uh, that the Lord will use them in those positions in a, in a great way this upcoming year. Uh, there will be an interest meeting uh, following the service uh, today, immediately after service, for any of those that are interested in music, our tech, uh, our sound even. Um, also, uh, we want to just meet with you and, and kind of go over some things and kind of get a feel for where you're at, see what you're interested in. So if you, if you have an ability, if you have a talent, if you have a gift, we'd love to meet with you. And let's just say we're going to meet down here in this uh, right-hand corner, my right-hand corner. So uh, if you have any interest in music, tech, or sound, uh, feel free to stay after the service and uh, fill out a form for us. Also, this coming Wednesday, May 29th at 7 p.m. here in the Worship Center, we will have our awards night. Uh, that's Awanas, Youth, our Life Group Awards. Uh, all across the board, we're going to have an awards night. It's a lot of fun. So even if you've not been a part of Life Group, just come hang out with us and watch us cut up a little bit probably. Um, also, the end, of our, uh, the end of semester Life Group. Boy, i got to be careful saying that. I want to say end of life cookout every time. End of life group semester cookout is next Wednesday, June the 5th at 7 p.m. in the Senior Life Center. Everyone is invited to attend. There again, if you've not been a part of uh, life groups in any kind of way, we'd still love for you to come out and, and join us for that. And also, don't forget, if you are sending your high schooler or middle schooler to camp, uh, Victory Mountain Camp, registration and half of the money is due by June the 1st. So uh, you can go online and register your kid and go ahead and pay your half online also. And the church, uh, call the church office and let us know that you have done that for your child. Let us know your child's name and we'll go behind you and pay the other half, okay? Victory Mountain Camp's an awesome camp. I've been out there. My son's going out there a couple of years now. It's, it's a wonderful camp. So Send your kid out there. If, you, if they don't have nothing to do these, this summer, send them out there. It'll be, a, it'll be a wonderful time for them. And last but not least, if you're a first-time guest with us, thank you so much for coming out. It is Youth Day, as you can see, and uh, we thank you for coming out and supporting this. And uh, we ask that if you would take the Connect card located in the back of the pew in front of you, we'd love to chat with you, tell you a little bit about who we are. You can drop that off at our first-time guest table on the left going out the center aisle here. And we'll give you a gift and uh, some information about us here at Rushwood, okay? At this time, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Brent.
Let's give it up for Pastor Jason providing the comedic relief every Sunday morning. Uh, if you are one of our four graduates um, that had signed up for our graduation Sunday, if you'll go ahead and make your way right up here, we would appreciate it this morning. Uh, today is our Youth Sunday slash Graduation Sunday, and no, we didn't originally plan for that to be on Memorial Day weekend, um, but our youth leader is out of town next week, uh, which is the original date, and so we had to move it back one week, and that's just kind of the way that all fell out. But we are really uh, proud and excited about our graduates, what God has done through them, and what God is going to continue to do through them, and so we wanted to honor them this morning and recognize them. Uh, let me introduce, and I, I see three, I'm not sure. Um, I, we got one coming, all right, awesome. Um, our first graduate that we want to honor this morning is Cheyenne Allred. Cheyenne, wave at everybody so they know which one you are. Uh, she is graduating from Ashboro High School, go Comets. And uh, she is gonna be studying forensic psychology so when she's done with that, she's going to be able to tell you all what's wrong with me. And I appreciate that <laughs> so much. Um, but Cheyenne, we're so very proud of you. And uh, Katrina has a gift for you from the church. Uh, would you give a round of applause for Cheyenne already? <laughs> and then we've got Cheyenne squared because we have Cheyenne Lambeth next. And she is graduating from Southwestern Randolph High School. All right, there's some, some Southwest folks here today. You can always tell. And uh, she is going to be going to RCC, and she's going to be studying early childhood education. And so she has a gift as well. Let's give it up for Cheyenne Lambeth. And then we have Jacob Lawrence. Jacob is also graduating from Ashboro High School. All right, comments show up. And uh, he will be attending Liberty University, so he's going to be up in Virginia for a while. And he's going to be studying biotechnology, and that sounds complicated, so you better pray for, for Jacob. Uh, but Jacob, we're proud of you as well, and you also have a gift. Do we have one more? Okay. We also, um, every year, or at least for the last few years, we have had a tradition of presenting uh, the Swaney Scholarship Award, uh, which is a scholarship that um, my grandparents, Doc and Kathleen Swaney, it's in their honor. It's kind of special today. Uh, on Memorial Day, my grandfather was a veteran of World War II, and it's kind of special that we're presenting this on a day where we honor our armed forces. Um, they were founding members of this church in 1950. My grandfather, uh, as a founding member, began to help clear the lot to start the church here that year. And so every year we give $500 to one of our graduates to further their education. Uh, one of our rules is that our graduate has to be a participant, a regular participant in our youth group. And, uh, and so we have this year, we had several worthy graduates, but we have only one who has been a member of our youth group from sixth grade all the way through 12th grade. And I think that's an amazing accomplishment. A lot of times we'll have people who come into youth late or sometimes, a lot of times junior and senior year, you don't see 
our youth around as much as we would like, but this person has been a faithful participant in our youth group for all six years that she was eligible to do that. And on a personal note, I've known her since she was born. I've known her her whole life. And so today we are honoring uh, Miss Cheyenne Allred with the Swaney Scholarship Award. And so we are proud of all our graduates and uh, what God is doing through them. We'll continue to do through them. And y'all don't have to stand up here anymore. Y'all can, y'all can go down. Uh, we're going to continue our worship. And um, I know our youth are leading us in worship, but they're not just performing this morning. They are leading you in worship. So that means you need to sing along with them. Okay? Join your voices with them this morning. Praise God together with them. Our ushers are going to come and we're going to receive our offering this morning during this first song. Uh, but let's give it up one more time for our youth group as you stand and you worship with them this morning. Stop the Lord Almighty. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? 
Great job, youth. Hey, everybody, turn around, greet everybody this morning, say good morning, welcome in the name of Jesus, and then don't sit down, because we're going to pray. 
All right, wonderful this morning. Let's, uh, let's pray together. Let's join in prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you today. God, we thank you for our young people who have been part of this church, have been part of the youth group here. God, we thank you for what you are doing in their lives. And God, as I remember back on my life, there were times that I doubted. There were times that I feared. There were times that I was overconfident. And God, there were times when I did not feel good enough. But God, through it all, you were present. And through it all, you were working. And so, God, I pray for our young people, not only those who are on stage, but those um, who are part of this church. We know there are some who could not be here today, who are traveling, who are on vacation, God. But we pray that you would just meet a special blessing to all of our young folks, all of their family members, God. We pray that you would guide and direct their steps. We pray, God, they would go above wanting to be who they are, and they would go into wanting to be who you created them to be. And God, we know there's a difference there. So God, I just pray that you would continue to work. We thank you for every demographic that's represented here. We thank you for those who are our kids and work with our kids, God. We thank you again for our youth. We thank you for our young adults and our senior adults, God. We thank you that we are one big family in you. And so, God, we pray that it would always be that way, that your people would be united in loving each other and in loving and serving you. Today, I pray as the message comes forth that you would bless, that you would speak to our hearts, that, God, we might learn something new, that we might be encouraged, that we might be changed, and, God, that we might end up looking a little bit more like Jesus by the time we leave this place today. We love you and we praise you for who you are and what you've done we thank you for Jesus and him shedding his blood on the cross to cover our sins and to make us to be found worthy to be part of your kingdom. It's in his name we pray all these things and Rushwood said together, amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. You know, these holiday weekends are always a little bit, a little bit different because we have uh, some of our normal attenders who aren't here today. And we miss them, and hopefully you guys are checking out online later and going to catch the sermon. And so I hope you had a good time, but we did miss you being here and being part of worship today. Um, being Youth Sunday, and we're talking about how to, that has been our series that we've been in lately, how to do different things. And I thought that we needed to speak to our youth today, we needed to speak to our young people um, because we know that Satan is on the attack against our young people more than I believe he's ever been. There are all sorts of plans out there. There are all sorts of pitfalls that he has laid. There are just little seeds of destruction that are sown all the way through our culture. And so our young people are encountering that, and a lot of them, unfortunately, statistics are showing past high school years are getting out into the world, and they're falling into some of those traps. And some of them come back to us and come back to being part of church and following Jesus Christ, but they come back with scars and they come back broken in a way that is very unfortunate, and I don't believe that's God's perfect plan. And so today I, I wanted our young people spoken to about how to stay a Christian, how to remain a Christian after high school, because that's so important. But I know I'm older, 
I know speaking to our young people, there's going to be a little bit of disconnect there. I'm almost 40. I'm about to be over the hill. And I told you I'm kind of looking forward to that, actually, because I think it takes some of the pressure off. I can just kind of do what I want to do. I think I already do what I want to do, but even more so then. But I know there's a little age disconnect, so I, I thought, you know, I'd really rather have somebody a little closer to their age speak to them today. And so uh, Julia Calica has been our worship director here. And she has been our youth director here for one semester now. And so I approached her and I said, would you talk to our young folks today? Um, being a college athlete, she's going to tell you a little bit about that and her experience there. Uh, she knows what the college life, the after high school life is like. She knows what it's like to remain a Christian through those years. And it's not easy. And so I wanted her to share her insight in a way that I couldn't this morning. And so I asked her to speak, and at first she may share this with you. At first she was reluctant, but then she said yes, that she would be willing to do that. And she's a little nervous. She's really good at getting up here and singing to everybody, but she's a little nervous to be able to, to speak to us today. But I've been telling her God's going to help her, and she's going to do a great job. And so I want to invite Julia to come on up, and she is going to bring us our message this morning. Would you give it up for her as she comes? Here's the microphone, and you've got this. All right. Brent was actually wrong. I'm really nervous <laughs> to stand up and do this. I would much rather be singing in front of you guys and leading y'all in worship. But um, as Brent said, my name is Julia Calicut. I am the worship director and youth director here at Rushwood. And um, it both have been such a blessing to me. Um, we're actually just wrapping up our first semester, my first semester as a youth director, and it's been a wild ride, but it's been a lot of fun. These, I realized that even though I'm 26, almost 27, I still feel old compared to these kids. Like, they, they whoop my butt over there at basketball, I'm just telling you. So, um, but I will tell you um, to give God all the glory and the honor. Um, we actually have had five people dedicate their lives to the Lord this past semester. So can we give him um, That being said, I would be amiss, though, not to recognize. <laughs> She's going to kill me. Not recognize my assistant youth director, Melody Huggins. Melody Huggins, will you stand up? Thank you. She's really the real MVP. She's the reason I get to do what I get to do. She is here. Um, she gets here earlier than me on Wednesday nights, gets things set up because I'm at work, and she just takes all of that off of me, and she's just such a blessing. And um, there's also a lot of other people that work behind the scenes. Y'all, it takes a village, okay? <laughs> so, um, like Brent said, when he asked me to speak today on this, I said, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'd rather not. Um, and uh, he kind of let it go for a little while, and then he came back to me and asked me to speak again. And I said, well, okay, I don't know how good I'm going to do, but we're going to try it. It's all God anyway. And um, so I am going to speak today on how to stay a Christian after high school. Um, I actually had a rare experience I, got, I went to church my whole entire life. I got saved when I was younger, and I remained a Christian throughout high school and college. The majority of kids don't do that anymore, but we'd like to see that change. 
since we're talking about how to stay a high um, how to stay a Christian after high school, I wanted to start out by sharing just a little bit about my journey after high school. I graduated from Southwestern Randolph High School in 2011. And I ended up at Campbell University on a softball scholarship. Go Camels. Actually, today I'm wearing my um, camel sandals. You probably can't see them, but they're cute. In honor of Campbell. And um, I played all four years um, there at Campbell, and I ended up graduating with a degree in communications, believe it or not. I love to talk, just not exactly like this. So... um, Anytime I speak about Campbell, um, I always like to share my story on how I got there um, because it was a total God thing, and it's a story about how good God is. So let me start there. I started playing softball at age four, and I started pitching at age 10. Um, As I got older, um, I played throughout the school year on the school teams, and I also played during the summer on travel softball teams, and um, I realized that I really had a heart for that. Um, That was one of my loves. Um, So I knew if I was given the opportunity, I would love to play in college. So during middle school, or between eighth and ninth grade, I began getting recruited by colleges, or looked at by colleges. In high school, I began to seriously look at schools And what that means is I would go to several um, different college campuses and attend their softball um, camps that they would hold um, so I could get to know the coaches that way and kind of see what college life I knew that Campbell was where I was supposed to be the minute I stepped onto the campus. I knew that was exactly where God wanted me to be. Thankfully, The coaches at Campbell did start to consider me. They were looking at me, and my junior year, I'm going to tell you the story, and I'm telling you, whenever I tell you, it's going to, from man's perspective, it doesn't look like I should have even been there, but God. So my junior year of high school, they told me they were going to offer me a scholarship to play there, but that was only if Another pitcher that they had offered it to did not take it. Well, I thought, you know, my chances are actually pretty good. I might, I might get this. This might, this might work out. Well, weeks went by, and I heard nothing. Um, I, was, I was pretty bummed because I knew, like I said, I knew that's where I was supposed to go. So I called the pitching coach because I hadn't heard anything, and she actually said that another girl, the other girl, did not take it. And... I was like, well, I should have been called if she wasn't going to take it because I was the one that was next in line. And so I got a call from the head coach explaining what was going on. The original pitcher did not take the offer, but he skipped over me and went ahead and offered it to two other girls out on the West Coast. And he said, but if they don't take it, it's yours. Like, if they don't take it, it's yours. And I thought, well, great. Okay, this is, this is grand. Winks went by. I heard nothing. And I thought my dream of playing at Campbell University was dead. 
That is, until the coach finally called me one day and said, well, the scholarship is yours if you want it. So I couldn't believe what I was hearing, that my dream was coming true. And it really is true that whenever God places that in your heart, he gave me that confirmation when I first stepped on the campus, that that was where I was supposed to be. But I tell you all that to tell you this. Stay encouraged. God is ever faithful, and if it is a part of his plan for your life, he will move mountains to make it happen. He will make a way. Even though God brought me to my dream school, college wasn't easy. There were ups and downs, plenty of those. My mom could attest to that, many tearful phone calls. <laughs> um, not many people actually know this, but after my freshman year, I actually almost left Campbell University. Um, through adversity and so many things going on, I thought, I'm just going to head out of here. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. But I knew God had placed me there for a reason. He had made that way and opened that door. So I decided to stick it out, and they ended up being some of the best years of my life. There were temptations, plenty of parties, plenty of everything else I could have gotten into. Um, there were also times of growth and times of change, and sometimes that's easy, but a lot of times that's very hard. So this morning, especially for those who are graduating, I'm speaking to you guys. Or maybe you're graduating in the next year or two, so I'm speaking to you guys. But you guys listen in because I really feel like there might be something tucked away in here for you, and so I hope it speaks to your heart. Let's dive in. Number one, find Christ-like community. In Exodus 17, there's a story of the children of Israel going to battle. Moses is watching the battle from a hill. And God had promised Moses, if he holds up his, hand, his hands the whole time, then Israel will win. They will get the victory. But if Moses drops his hands, the enemies win. So Aaron, Moses' brother, and her come along to hold up his hands until the battle is won. After high school, the battle changes. Parents aren't as big of a part of your life. And I'm not saying that. It's just reality. You're kind of taking that step on your own. So who you become friends with will determine your battle. You need friends who will hold up your hands. Proverbs 13.20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. As my mom used to say, If you lie down with the dogs, you wake up with fleas. <laughs> That's what I always used to hear. And for those of y'all who don't understand the country slang <laughs> behind that, this verse goes perfectly with it. 1 Corinthians 15.33 Bad company corrupts good character. If you're staying around here after college, stay in touch. I encourage you to stay connected to this church. Get involved. If you're going off to school, get involved in a local church, um, a local Bible-believing church to attend weekly. Um, I, can, I can attest to the fact that it's a lot easier to when you don't have your parents on you saying, you got to get up, you got to get ready for church, you got to get there. 
when they're not on you on Sunday morning wanting you to get ready and go to church, it's a lot easier to sleep in and miss out. So if you're going off to school, get involved in that local church. Maybe you want to get involved with groups like FCA or Crew. There was also a group called Ransom on campus at Campbell. I actually participated in FCA and Ransom there, and I helped sing and lead worship sometimes. Um, the softball team, we actually created a Bible study. So you have freedom to do that. If the groups aren't there, create them. Find good people to get plugged in with and create those groups. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So I'm going to tell you a little story about a fitness test. So with softball, we did have fitness tests every year. They were not my favorite thing ever, but I had to do them. I would much rather be in the weight room because, as you can tell, God did not build me as a runner. So, now, yeah, you put me in the weight room, I'll be okay, but running was not my specialty. So, we had a very difficult fitness test, and my sophomore year, I had actually failed it when I got back. And it wasn't from not working. I worked over the summer. I trained over the summer. And so when I got back, I actually failed that test. Well, I was so discouraged. I was heartbroken. Um, I actually was put on probation from the team. Um, I still got to, to um, I still had to be at practices and stuff. But until I passed that, I wasn't allowed to even have the chance to go into the games. So one day when I was going to retest, I had some of my teammates, some of the fastest girls on my team, we went around and they lined up all the way around the track, so at different locations. And whenever I got there, they would run along with me to help me keep pace. The way this test worked is we had five laps we had to do. Now, when I tell y'all this, these avid runners out here, they're going to look at me like I'm crazy. But I'm telling you, it's not impossible, but it was difficult for me. Each lap, you had to get it in a minute and 45 seconds. Then you get a 30-second break, and then you do it all over again. And you do it five times total. It got pretty difficult, so it was hard to keep up steam, but you needed those people to encourage you. So those people were willing to come out and help me pass that fitness test. I remember the last leg of my fifth lap, I thought, there's no way I'm going to make this. And one of my teammates, sorry, I get so emotional, one of my teammates, she grabbed my hand and she pulled me as hard as she could and I'm telling you, this girl was like half my size. Well, most people are, but <laughs> she was a little gal, okay? She was tiny, and she was fast, but she grabbed my hand, and she tore off running. She said, you're not going to fail. You're not going to fail. And I'm telling you, from here down, I was numb. I didn't even know how fast my legs were going, but I looked down, and I thought, oh, my gosh, there's no way these things are going to come off my body. <laughs> and... I'll be dang if I did not pass that test. Praise God. <laughs> and the funny thing is, the teammate that actually helped me pass that test, she was only there for that year. She ended up leaving afterwards and going to play somewhere else. But um, I feel like God placed her in my life for a reason. 
But I tell you that story because the people you partner up with, the people that you get in groups with, when they're pulling you and they're taking you along, you better make sure they're pulling you in the right direction. You better make sure they're pulling you across that finish line and not pulling you backwards. So number two, be willing to be set apart. Deuteronomy 14.2 says, You have been set apart as holy to the Lord your God, and he has chosen you from all the nations of the earth to be his own special treasure. God calls us to be set apart. College years are no different. You just have more temptations, maybe more stress. Actually, a lot more stress. Sorry. (laughs) Actually, Barna Research polls show that Generation Z, which Generation Z are people who are born in the mid-90s and after, do not want to offend anyone or come off as judgmental. And we can look in the world today and see that. That's understandable. But people also have to see something different in you. You don't always have to attack them, but you may be the only Bible that somebody reads. They may never come in church. They may never come in contact. They may never have an encounter with God unless they meet you. And God has purposefully put you there in a specific place to touch specific people that only you can reach. You're the only one that can reach these people. Nobody else can do it. So a little bit of a background, Um, I made the choice very early on in my life um, not to drink. Um, I've never had any alcohol. Um, So when I went to college, I never went to any parties. That just wasn't my thing. I wanted to be different. I didn't drink. I even thought one time, I thought, you know what, I could just go to a party. It wouldn't be a big deal. It wouldn't hurt me. I'm making the decision you know, I would just be hanging out with friends. I'd just be there for the, the music, you know, to bust a move. Is that what they say nowadays? No. <laughs> they tell me my dab is wrong, too. They were like, nah, that's past. You can't do that. <laughs> but I would always ask myself, if I go to this party, would it hurt my witness? If I go to this party, would it cause other people to stumble? It plainly states in the Bible to not be a stumbling block for other people. Because I thought, you know, if I go to this party, I don't drink. But what if they only have red Solo cups? Somebody that I just was with that night before at FCA could walk in. Maybe they're struggling. Maybe they don't know where they're at. And they see me there. Now I'm drinking water, but they don't know that's water in my cup. Would that be a stumbling block for them? The cool thing is, is when I made this decision, a lot of people in college, I got asked to a lot of parties, especially my freshman year. Finally, people just stopped asking because I just told them, no. And it's not easy. It's not easy. And it's not going to be that fun to sit in your dorm room by yourself and watch TV. It's not going to be that fun to sit in your dorm room and work on your homework or go to the library and work on your homework instead of going to a party when other people are going when your friends are going, it's not going to be easy. But the cool thing is, is I made this decision to do that and live that way. And people respected me for that. They were like, you know, it's your own opinion. They didn't really understand it. But they were like, whatever, that's your own choice. 
But later on in life, I had people come back to me and say, I wish I would have done things like you did. I wish I would have been different. I wish I would have done things differently. So it allowed me, later on, people ask me, why did you do that? Why did you live that way? It allowed me to share my testimony. So God will use it. He wastes nothing. I had a, we had a, we were hosting a softball camp. And so different coaches from different colleges came in. And I actually wasn't even supposed to be there that day. I was just going to the field to ask my coach something. And then I was hitting the road to head home. So I had to go out there. I found my coach. And it, then she was over there talking with a group of coaches. I walked up on them. I've never seen these people before in my life. I don't even remember what, co what college this coach um, coached at. I have no idea. I don't even remember to this day. But I walked up, and I was talking to her, and I asked her something. And I was, just before I was fixing to leave, he said, you know Jesus, don't you? I said, yes, I do. He lives in my heart. He's my Lord and Savior. He said, I can tell. I can see him in your eyes. And that stunned me, and I, to this day, I will never forget that till the day I die. But that's what it's all about. We should be living testimonies for Christ. I'm not perfect. I'm not standing up here telling you that I am. But God will use you, and I'm sharing my personal experiences to honor and glorify him. But, like I said, we should be living testimonies for Christ and college is a great opportunity to do that. My last point, drink from the right well. We are all created with a thirst in our lives that only one source can satisfy. In John 4, Jesus meets a woman at the well in Samaria. She's had five husbands. The man she was living with at the time was not her husband. She was clearly trying to satisfy her thirst through relationships with men. Jesus offers her living water, where if she drinks from this living water, she will never thirst again. The living water is eternal life in him. Her life was changed. She became an evangelist for Jesus, and she told everyone about him. We all have that void in our lives. We long to feel. The question is, can the well that we are drinking from fill it? After high school, when most of us decide is how is when most of us decide how we will fill it. Will it be money? Will it be success? Will it be education? Will it be relationships? Another Barna research poll shows that generation Z is very education and career focused they're very driven which is not really a bad thing at all once you think about it because I mean you know I come from a millennial so I mean you know it's not a bad thing it's a good direction we're moving in but in the end dollars and degrees cannot fulfill you you can have more degrees than a thermometer but you still will never be satisfied trying to fill that void in your life with something other than Jesus is like drinking lemonade. 
You know, there's nothing just much better than a good glass of lemonade on a uh, really hot day, especially if you get it from the right place. But here's the thing with lemonade. You take a sip, and it immediately makes you thirsty again. It tastes good in the moment, but it immediately makes you thirsty again. No matter how much you pay for this, no matter how much I pay for this bottle of lemonade, it's, it's going to run out. It is not an everlasting flow of living water. It will never quench your thirst. It's almost like trying to fit, here's some more country slang for you. It's almost like trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. It just won't work. Jesus is the well that never runs dry. Until we drink from his life, we'll always be thirsty and empty in the end. I heard a song, I heard the song um, King of My Heart this week on the radio, and we've sung it several times here. But something really jumped out at me this week as I was looking over and preparing for the sermon. The lyrics at the very beginning says, Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run and the fountain I drink from. Oh, he is my song. That's my prayer for you this morning. Drink from his fountain. Because nothing else in this life, I don't care if it's a relationship, I don't care if it's how many Instagram likes you have, I just, I don't care. It will never fulfill you. You will end up coming up short. So that's it. That's the best things that I can tell you about how to stay a Christian after high school. But before we're done, I want to mention one more thing. We've talked a lot about the future. But the truth is that is none of us are promised tomorrow. This might be your last church service. It could be the last day of your life. It could be mine. So make sure your relationship with Christ is where it needs to be today. Don't wait. Don't leave here unsure or wondering. The most important thing in the world is to know who you are and who you belong to. The youth are going to come back up at this time and get ready to sing our last song. And please know that, I know this sermon was geared more towards them and they're going to be leading us in worship, but please know that this altar is open. It's open for you to come and pray, just to talk with God, to get things right with God. This last song is, about, is talking about building your life upon him, making him the center of your life, making him the number one priority in your life. Thank you. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Worthy of every song. 
Give God some praise this morning, church. Are you proud of your youth group? Great job. And I hope that you receive and you affirm what Julia talked about today because it's so important. She did a great job. Can you recognize the great job that she did this morning? I want us to pray together and then we'll be dismissed. Um, thing going on with me right now, I'm going to Indiana Wednesday for a doctrinal symposium, which is where a bunch of smart people are going to be talking to us about a bunch of big subjects and things. So this is the first time I have flown in 20 years. So I would ask that you would pray for flying, traveling mercies as we go up there for this symposium, and uh, I will appreciate that, and I know my family will as well. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have one generation commend your goodness to the next generation. And Father, we thank you that whatever generation we are part of, it's not the last one that you're raising up others to come behind us until that day where Jesus returns and we're all home safe with him. Thank you for our young people. I thank you for our youth director, God. I thank you for this church. I thank you for those that have come through this church and, and the way that you're going to continue to use them. God, as we leave this place today, it is Memorial Day weekend. And Father, I would ask that you would speak to our hearts, that we need to be grateful for those who laid down their lives for our freedom through our armed forces. God, we thank you for their sacrifice. We thank you for them putting it all on the line for us. And we thank you for Jesus who laid his life on the line for us, who laid his life down so that we could have life and we could have freedom. And I pray, God, you would put us in mind of that as we leave this place today. Father, we thank you so much for your presence. We thank you so much for everything that you do for us. Help us to love and serve you always and help us to truly be set apart for your use. We ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus because he is the one who loved us enough to give himself for us. It's in his name we pray and we all said together, amen. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you later. God bless you.
chase the winning tides, we chase the reasons why, chase the spark inside each other's eyes, desires are a war, we want that final shore, sailing on until we find what we've been looking for, Souls with smiling faces, fighting for surrender. For now and the after, yeah. Just look around and you see that people are scared to say how they really feel. Oh, we all need a little honesty. Yeah. You are love. If your heart's in a thousand pieces, if 
Don't you know?